If you are a teacher, parent, administrator, student, and or anyone who loves reconnecting children with nature, and you want to figure out how to cultivate learning gardens and nature-based curriculum, then this is the podcast the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. My name is Victoria Hackett. I am the founder of OutdoorClassrooms.com and the Secret Gardens Nature Classes. I love witnessing the magic that happens when children are playfully learning outdoors, observing the return of wonder and curiosity when children are interacting with nature is pure magic. This is the podcast that is going to help you capture children's interest and give you not only inspiration, but some real life strategies that are going to help you figure out how to use the outdoor space, your outdoor space, as a teaching tool so you can enlighten the playful learning experience for young children. Welcome to our Outdoor Classrooms community. Today we have an amazing outdoor classrooms tour and talk. We have Kathy Bolger here today. She is a junior kindergarten kindergarten teacher at Walworth Joint School District 1. It's a public school in Wisconsin. She began her work with children in 1978 in public and private preschools, rural and urban kindergartens. And for three years, she taught at an American school in Pachuca, Hidalgo, Mexico. Her degree is in human growth and development with a concentration in early childhood education. During her first year of teaching, the daycare preschool was selected as a replication site by Highscope. Her heroes in early childhood education include Bev Boss, Fred Rogers, and anyone who endorses the Reggio Emilia and nature-based learning. And she's been wanting to create an outdoor nature-based curriculum for years and was able to do so because of the pandemic. The children thrived and the parents applauded this endeavor. So now she continues in her outdoor classroom and it keeps building and building and building. So this is an outdoor classrooms tour and talk. For those that are members of our circle community, we'll be able to actually see these incredibly beautiful pictures in the Outdoor Classrooms Tour and Talk. And those that are listening on the podcast will be able to hear these incredible stories and seeds of inspiration. So without further ado, Kathy Bulger. quick, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that we are diving into our Circle membership community and that it is growing to include so many wonderful educators from all over the world. We have such a huge, wide variety of educators, some who have been teaching outdoors for years, others who are doing research, and others who are just getting started. So no matter where you are in your outdoor teaching journey, there is a seat for you at the table waiting. Our conversations have been rich, leaving us with seeds of inspiration sprinkled with community, collaboration, and connection. I hope you can join us and let's get started. Hi, everybody. We are here with Kathy Bolger, and she is going to introduce herself. She's a phenomenal educator teaching outdoors at an elementary school, and I'm going to 
not give it all away and have her introduce herself. So welcome. Well, thank you so much, Victoria. Uh, It is a pleasure and an honor to be here today and to talk to you about my journey with the outdoor classroom. Well, I guess we have to start a little bit at the beginning. I grew up on a dairy farm and I'm from Norwegian descent and we do a lot of outdoor things. We always did. And I became a teacher for, of early childhood back in 78, 1978. Oh, wow. And I have done many, many of my experiences with the children have been outdoors. And during the course of years and years and years, because of what's happening in society, they, the school has done all that they could to keep a safe inside, security cameras and enclosures and putting all this money that when the pandemic came last year, it was my opportunity to speak up at a board meeting when the teach, when the board was saying, well, we need to keep these kids outside as much as possible. I raised my hand. Uh, I will do it. And I got the AOK. And this is, so this is year two and the community has embraced it. The parents, mm. administration, Uh, The children are thriving, and what's so exciting about this outdoor classroom for me is I loop with the kids. I have them as all-day four-year-old kindergartners, Mm. and now I have them this year as all-day five-year-old kindergartners. Oh, wonderful. So So I think when we speak through the pictures, I can explain a little bit more. I got to go to Norway three years ago. Oh, wow. And I saw, I got to visit kindergarten, and they had the outdoor classroom. Mm-hmm. And I did see uh, an elementary, and they were outside a lot. So a lot of what I've done is modeling after Norway. So I was very blessed to be able to do that. Cool. So like you and Fury does teaching and yeah. all the other professional development that I that we all do during the summer. Yeah. And that just encourages us to do our best work. So are you ready to show your classroom? I am. It's a rural community. We have about 2,500 people in our town. So we have one elementary school. Yeah. And we are in a district where we have four elementaries from different school districts and different villages into our unified high school that is here at Walworth as well. I love this picture of, of your tree and little friend here. So just slowly go through each of the pictures, but it's also, we'll begin with maybe your, this is, looks like your mud kitchen. It is my mud kitchen, and the kids have clipboards. They write their recipes. They're able to have loose parts. It's Reggio Emilia inspired. It's their very own creation. Every day it looks different. Mm-hmm. And so they collect, they're able to collect um, acorns and pine cones and leaves and grass and they compare that we have magnifying glasses we have all sorts of things my themes that I use are basically just the four seasons and then we have all the literature that corresponds with it and since it is an all-day 4k class I do have this beautiful indoor space where we are able to do all this the things we need to do indoors Mm -hmm. for part of the day but we're outside a lot of the day. It's too. just beautiful. Thank it's you. Just beautiful. And I love how makeshift it is that it's there's this invitation of moving things around. So it sort of has that loose parts. Yes. And we have sand in the corner. Well. So they were they were transferring a lot of things from the yeah. sand. 
over there and we would bring water out there. We don't have a water resource, but we would just bring water out. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. So this is located in the corner of our playground. Right. So they really sort of designated a space for you. Yes, they did. And it started off, we had a tent because we thought we needed one. And then when the weather started changing in November, they took the tent down to, to, so it wouldn't be destroyed. And we decided, oh, we really like this without a tent. (laughs) So it was never put back. (laughs) I found a lot of people when they, I'm here in Massachusetts, they, they would put the, they put the tent up and when the weather came, the tents would sort of fly away. So depending on which type of tent that you got. And I love this, this other angle of the mud kitchen, but also what's going, what's happening here with these? These are the giant wood cookies and the kids are, you know, they're so inspired by their names. And so with chalk, I drew the a picture or I drew their letters of their the first letters of their name. And then with the spray bottles, they would just find what letter their name began with and they would just spray it to clean it oh, off. Oh, I love that. So they were all inspired by that and they couldn't wait to be able to work with that. And we have chalkboards and all these things were given to me by community members. I did not even have these children in my class. When we we started the um, outdoor classroom, when my kids were little, what inspired me to get into this whole arena, uh, same thing happened. It was sort of such a community type of experience that people were just donating right and left and I know it's almost like field of dreams. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because I have so many people donating and it is just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So, You're doing some pretty neat stuff too. Thank you. So I'm trying to incorporate, you know, nature as much as I can. These are moms and, and this little girl is, you know, she's nurturing them with water. And then another teacher had this, because of COVID, she had all this food delivered and she had these mm. styrofoam, like um, big boxes of styrofoam. So then we taped them. The kids were hammering golf tees in their letters of their name. and Brilliant. And, and then a lot of them were patterning, you know, because the golf tees are colored. And oh, right. And talking yeah. about patterns. And so you can incorporate math and language arts and everything that's inspired through play and large and fine motor. So that's what we were doing. So neat. I just love even the face on her. Just oh, the concentration is incredible. And think of what she's thinking about. And then Uh, this little gal here, she we have paper out there and markers and she made her mom a fairy garden and a lot of time in in that because we did have a fairy garden out there. Um, We were going to make create more. We had Tinkerbell out there, and they were nurturing her. And oh, that's beautiful! What's happening here with with Bigfoot? Is this well? Sasquatch is one of the Bigfoot is Sasquatch is one of the songs we sing from Charlotte mm-hmm. Diamond. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with Charlotte Diamond is a an artist from Canada, and they thought for sure this is Bigfoot's footprint. <laughs> so. <laughs> They, we had to measure it. And it's like, how does it compare to your feet? And um, so they thought for sure that Bigfoot had been out there. And so they started making, in the mud kitchen, making food for Bigfoot oh. to leave for him or her. And to see signs the next day, did Bigfoot come back? Were there more tracks? Yeah. So 
being outside in nature just invites the imagination, invites learning, yeah, and invites the passion of wonder. It does. It really does. And here we are. Look, at you've got the tools. Yes. To take it to the next level. Oh, yes. We have the binoc. They made monoculars. And we go, we go on nature hunts around the neighborhood, too. I, I happen oh. to live a block from school. So I have this incredible backyard with incredible trees, cottonwoods, and catalpas, and walnut, and maple and we do all this comparing with our binoculars and then in their mud kitchen they are able to make they call it concoctions Mm -hmm. and they make concoctions of all sorts of things and then they like to study them with the magnifying glasses and they have a lot of language that goes with all all of their concoctions that you do what I love about each of these pictures is the concentration. I mean, they are such young children, but the each one of these pictures really demonstrates another level of concentration for this age group. It just it's I'm really capturing that in each of the photos that they're really you know, it's so calming to be outside. Yeah. Because when we are inside, they're not as focused it seems like. They can't wait to get out and when they're yeah. out there, their personalities just change. And yeah. they are so focused and passionate. And yeah. I have no discipline problems or, and I know the other classrooms sort of do. And, yeah. and more, more creative art. Mm-hmm. Collecting leaves and putting them in their little cardboard carriers, collection carriers of their posters and and using stickers, and we just identify, and we, before this happened, we we sorted them by shape, we sorted them by sizes, we sorted them by types, mm. and we identified trees, and then they were able to make their own little collages and add their own little stickers. And it looks like they did some we- some sewing? Yep, they did. Well, we had to do that. It was a little hard for them, because yeah. But we do that, but um, I, we prepped those boards for them. So they, the focus more was collecting and. Right. So that's That's so great. I've done that with sticks and have them be story sticks. Nice. I'll put the yarn around the sticks and then the kids collect and put the. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they come back and they tell a story about the, why they picked up certain, certain things. I just love these pictures. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And I back on the tree, we have a, not too far from us, we have a ginkgo tree. And we told the kids that that, mm-hmm. I have a ginkgo leaf here. Um, I don't see one, but it's, they're magical because those existed during the day of the dinosaurs. So they call them the dinosaur tree, but they are learning the right vocabulary of the ginkgo. Oh, that's great. That's so fun. So this, of course, we have a, a toad that is always out in our outdoor classroom. So we're always trying to protect it. (laughs) And the kids keep finding him and he keeps showing up in different places. So he's our little really special. So you sort of have a class class pet. Yes. (laughs) Outdoor class pet. And we have our indoor class pet. (laughs) And I love how you used um, hay bales to, you know, can the kids move those around? They can. They are the straw bales. Um, Once it rains, they get a little heavy. Yeah. They 
they were able to manage, they managed to last the, the whole school year. And That's we started amazing. off with blue bales. And it's more of a, it's a boundary between the playground mm. and my outdoor classroom. Yeah. But we did create it as a place to jump off of, crawl through. It's our meeting place mm-hmm. in the beginning and at the end of class. Um, Brilliant. In the, so in the winter, it was really fun. I'll have to describe that later. But yeah, yeah. this is a guy that just, they just love doing all sorts of things around that. That's so. great. That's, and I love how you used it for du- du- dual purposes, mm-hmm. you know, as a boundary and a gathering space and a place where they can have some gross motor play. And they love taking the books there. I have a basket of books and they love reading. That's their like their reading spot. Yeah. It's their reading nook. That's funny. Funny how, again, just so much happening in your classroom. It's- so the picture on the left is indoor. And yep. so we, when we were outside, we came back in and we, so the wind wouldn't just scatter them all, all of our work. We brought <laughs> to sort and do all that work. And then the picture on the right are, are the chalkboards and the kids are able to do whatever they want, write their names, draw pictures, draw pictures of themselves. Right now that they're in, kin- so these are the four-year-olds. This was last year. Now they're starting to write words and oh, menus. Yeah. And so they're so inspired to do the next level. You know, it's, the, it's their own pace. And I love how how simple it is. I mean, I'm just looking at the structure. So people that might be thinking about, you know, doing something like this in their outdoor classroom is just the simple S-hooks and holes right. and, and just simply putting it up. And this can even be a board where you could use painted, you know, chalkboard paint. Yes. I have a big, big uh, plastic, really heavy sign plastic that I'm going to put up for painting. So this structure was taken down. They didn't, I, this fence. Like the, that fence, uh-huh. it was an old backdrop for baseball. It was mm-hmm. our baseball diamond. And I said, well, I needed to have that. I needed to have a new one to have definition for our right. outdoor classroom. And I hang things from it because I didn't want to hang it on the neighborhood. Right. And so they are all for it. So it was replaced. Um, oh, good. But it's not as high, but it still works. I think I saw that in a different picture. Here's some more mud kitchen play. Mm-hmm. And so, oh, yes. All the language, all the experience, yeah. and the counting with the muffin tins, the yeah. props that you can get at garage sales or your own cupboard, and then the gemstones, loose parts with the stumps and sand and the, the magic. They create yeah. their magic. They're so excited. They really do. It's They go into a whole other world, and I think that's where the – you can see it just in their body language and their faces and the concentration and, and adding water, adding things that they find right in our own area with seeds. And and I do bring potpourri out there. So that adds a whole different level. Yeah. For their, for their play. And it looks like you have, you know, you, you're using the real mate- real kitchen materials. So you've got, yeah. you know, you've got the, it looks like here you've got even the herbs or something. and. Mm-hmm. So, but it's the real, the real deal. <laughs> and then it smells so good. Uh, so it's either tea or soup or magic unicorn yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're going to remember this for so long. Oh. And I love here, he's so concentrating on his circles or even making an O. Yes. And this little guy, he, I was so impressed that he was able to do this. And mm. um, he was so proud of himself as well. 
So this was yeah, I mean, it's really going from some very big to small. That's right. a lot of self inquiry, you know, inquiry based. You know, I didn't tell him to do that. Mm-hmm. He just did that on his own. If he had a worksheet and I said, okay, let's trace these circles. I, I think he would have been in the fetal position. Yeah. But he just did this on his own and it was fabulous. And I love this. <laughs> I just love, I love the shadow here. Yes, they were playing. I have the sheet, or it's a it's a shower curtain that's fabric. That the kids they make shadows. They discover the wind. They pretend they're parachuting, but the shadows were great. That was their own thing. And then the picture on the right, the the hopscotch numbers one through ten. Brilliant. My assistant with the with the kids. So where do you get your? Just even your were those donated as well? Your tree cookies? Yes. A friend of mine, I didn't have her kids. She had a family wedding and they used all of these beautiful tree cookies for the wedding, for the tables. And she just donated all of them. I think I have 50 of them. Oh my goodness. You're so lucky. I am. Uh, <laughs> you're the second person that I've talked to that have has used um, sort of things left over from weddings for an outdoor classroom. That's very funny. But I just, I do, I just, I can't get enough of this, this idea of using a uh, shower curtain, the fa- mm-hmm. fabric shower curtain. But I, I also- got it at Goodwill for $3. There were two panels. And so the kids just have had a blast with them. Yeah. They're just, it's brilliant because there's so much shadow play. And then the, uh, the idea of playing with wind instead of going inside and everything blowing mm-hmm. away, it's you're really embracing the wind elements. And I love all the different activities that you you have out for them. And is this something that you put out and then they just sort of go to? Yes. I, I'll introduce it. Here's an idea for mm-hmm. you. And they're like, oh, we want to play that. So I just have it set out. And they I have enough stuff that they don't have to fight and wait to take turns so much. Mm-hmm. So, and then they collaborate and they just take it away. Yeah. So what's your schedule? What's so the children arrive? What's what would be a, a regular day for you? For last, I'm a, I'll say this year, I'm still trying to get used to the schedules a little different. But last year, the children arrived at 730 in the morning. You know, this was like we were open. It was the pandemic and they could have breakfast. School really started. So they arrived between 730 and eight mm-hmm. and we were inside and they had dividers on their tables, and they played with their own little Play-Doh or Mad Matter or, or Drew or whatever. And then we would do our little mystery message, and we just uh, are in our calendar routine and our community, our show-and-tell, and they would have indoor center time. And indoors, I have story tables. I have a lot of nature inside as well, story tables and all the blocks and all this. And so they would do that for a good amount of time. They had a special like music or art for 40 minutes and Mm -hmm. then lunch and then recess and then a little story time and rest time. And then the whole afternoon would be outside. We tried being out in the morning and there were a lot. The grass was so wet Mm, and it was, they would get tired. And by the afternoon, it was, it was just more conducive to be outdoors. Outdoors the entire afternoon, and then um, we'd come in and have. Usually, we'd have a picnic out there. Bring our milk. I had a. I have a wonderful assistant that would bring things out, and we'd have our snack, and then it would be time to go home at three twenty. It's a big day for them. 
it was. It, it is a big day. But but being outside and having this access to this outdoor classroom is is they're very lucky. Thank you. Yeah. So this was the tent that you had, but you don't have any more. That's right. And I had the pallets kind of divided. That was a place for us to sit and they would transfer things from their mud kitchen over there to create things. And that mm-hmm. would be like the table. They would sit with their clipboards and bags of markers and crayons and their shells and gemstones and their dinosaurs and everything that they, they just, yeah, they just, whatever they wanted. I love, I love, these are the, your fairy houses that. That is, there's Tinkerbell. <laughs> Fairies. Oh, they were so nurturing and kind to little Tinkerbell. And then there's another little guy. When we when the leaves did fall, it was magical. So every season yeah. is just brings its own beauty and magic yeah. of learning and wonder. Yeah, it's just he looks so happy. And I was able to so I had monetary donations as well. So I was able to get uh, rakes, child size rakes. Oh, yes. And then for the winter shovels for the snow. And these were homemade blocks that someone else donated. So they're creating back in our architectural area, back with the sand. Of course, I would incorporate things I would get from the farmer's markets and farm stands. And Beautiful, so. beautiful. And there they are. Here they are. <laughs> but it's a nice open space. I mean, it's a nice, yeah. I love, and I love even this, these shelving. Thank pieces. you. Yeah. I saw that uh, probably on Pinterest and I... I think I shared it on Facebook and then somebody said, we'll make it for you. Oh, that was so kind. In a great community. Mm, Really is. And a family I had a couple years ago uh, made this for a classroom as a gift. Not all classrooms have four walls. And all the seasons, there they are. Mm -hmm. There they are. There Mm -hmm. they are. So we're going to, this is, these are, looks like your rakes. Mountains of leaves. Mountain. I didn't even look at this little one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I had to really supervise. I said, we can't rake too close to people. <laughs> right. <laughs> but they're all in there out, you know, they're, it looks like the weather's getting cooler. It is because the picture on the left with that styrofoam was the leaves were in there with water and it was icy. Icy. So yeah. it was an ice collage of, of leaves. What a great, and that's, I follow uh, also Juliet Robertson, and she talks a lot about how really children need to be outside in all all of the seasons, so they really can compare and contrast what what each feels like, um, and just to sort of witness how exactly this is brilliant. It is, and I'm very blessed to be here in Wisconsin. I did teach. I'm from Wisconsin, but I did teach in Mexico, and I taught in Texas. Wow! And I couldn't really do what I do there yeah what was that like did you teach um, outdoors were you did do were you introduced to the outdoor classroom at that point in your no I it was so hot and well (laughs) in Mexico we did a lot of the stuff it was mostly indoors so no yeah it's funny how it's and I think even now with COVID I think people are like how can we really do this outdoors which is wonderful Mm -hmm. and I just I this picture on the left here is (laughs) there's so much going on um, they love their clipboards. They, yeah, they love, their, they love their clipboards. They love their ability to express themselves with pencils or crayons and write stories. Yeah, so, and it even looks like he's sharing this with you know imaginary friends, or so that's what yes. I used to do for hours. 
<laughs> yes, or he's showing me because yeah. I'm right there and he's telling me. So I thought, oh, I need to take a picture of this because it's so oh, great. profound. Just, and then they love to dig in the dirt and all of this to discover the discover tracks, discover ants, discover earwigs, yeah. ladybugs. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. And I love this too. Just really going tell me tell me about this on the right what's what's happening here so that is like uh something i found at um a thrift store it's for shoes mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's repurposed and i hung it out there and they said what's this for i said i don't know what do you think we could use it for and they said we're going to collect things treasures i said that would be perfect so they started collecting all sorts of things they started collecting um, you could see pine cones there. Um, they were collecting leaves and they were counting. They were, sometimes they were patterning because mm-hmm. I do have a bunch of shells out there too. So they were putting a pine cone, a shell, pine cone, a shell, mm-hmm. pine cone, a shell. So they were doing all sorts of things with it. So when you did that, you didn't necessarily do a lesson and say, okay, now we're going to do patterning and now we're going to collect this. You kind of Gave that you kind of brought it, put it in your outdoor space and left it and sort of I, they asked I, the question. I left it. We do do some more formal patterning inside. When we do our morning community thing, we mm-hmm. do our weather. We have a weather chart. Mm-hmm. And that's when I introduce patterning because I pick a meteorologist, mm. check out the weather, and then they come back and color the box if it's sunny or cloudy or whatever. And then we do, if it's sunny the next day, we choose we have two different colors and so we do pattern that way so they do learn patterning mm-hmm. so then they just transfer it outside and I didn't have to tell them anything they just and then they're just doing it so it's really just you know really following mm-hmm. following the child and I right. love this so we transition or in or out of winter yeah it's going into winter yeah so I'm sure it was probably Halloween time because I brought all sorts of spiders and and they were we have the the baskets out there the buckets water was freezing and the winter the outdoor classroom looks completely different it looks completely different and I have to tell you I think winter was my favorite season they were able to take so much of the environment the snow and they made mountains they made volcanoes they Mm -hmm. made forts they made all sorts of things with the snow. And that's when I brought out the spray bottles with colored water. And they were making concoctions. Mm. And then they were spraying their snow with it. So the language was just incredible. We didn't get too cold. You know, there really isn't bad weather. There's just bad clothing. So right. you have to dress for it. And yes. the snow is really, really deep out there. Back in that corner, I think the wind just drifted it. <laughs> so it covered the top bale. So it, was, it wow. was like up to my knee. So that is actually the end of winter when it was starting to melt. And we just felt it was a heat wave because probably 55 degrees or something. I don't know. Taking think, your coats off. and Yes, and just having a blast with all the slush. And the fact that you were, you were just, you know, it was like, it was okay. Everybody was in the right gear. It made this type of play an invitation. And some kids would be a little nervous. I'm wet. Yeah. Like, you'll dry. It's okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have dry clothes inside. You'll be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. I guess we will be okay. <laughs> yeah, and that's huge. Mm-hmm. That's especially at this age. It's really interesting. In the beginning of last year, when they'd get a little dirty out there, they were concerned. Mm. But now they are just filthy when they go home. Yeah. Just <laughs> and they don't care. You know, it's like, that's a good day. It's a good day. I love these. <laughs> yes, I brought giant stencils out there. So I think this was during Dr. Seuss week. One fish, oh. two fish, red fish, blue fish. So <laughs> I read that inside and then we transferred it in the snow and they were able to <laughs> just, just make that in the snow. Your ideas are so wonderful i mean there's just it goes on and on <laughs> and i had a very difficult time picking the pictures but oh thank you, thank you Victoria. yeah it's Me just so. i love it i just love the i just what i what i'm really drawn to is the is the concentration of these children it's beautiful they have such passion mm. in their work and they have such compassion for each other mm-hmm. they are so kind and when they have ideas they they compliment each other and they say that's a great idea. They, their language is so rich mm-hmm. and like community. Yeah, you can see here they're all working together and mm-hmm. creating a concoction and they've concoction. got all the right gear on. <laughs> the concoctions <laughs> and all and the creating of their own colors and labeling them themselves, what colors they're making and creating. Right. Yeah. I mean it's just and I, I can feel the energy from each of these pictures and just hearing them talk and question and yeah, the sense of wonder is is beautiful. And you look at the spray bottles themselves and the fine motor that has to happen yeah. and the motor and the you know the the energy that it takes for their little hands to do that. With, with, with mittens on or gloves on. With mittens and gloves, yes. Yeah. Very, very sweet. This is spring. Into spring. So this, my other picture should be there. Yeah. This I love. (laughs) I love how you captured this. This is such a brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) This should be blown up and really such a great uh, representation of seeds that fly. And so we did that and we included the magic. So I interviewed each one. Oh. You know, because I told them when they would make, when they would blow the dandelion and watch the seeds travel, where do you think they're going to? Mm. And what do you think will happen? And if you could make a wish, what would you, what would you wish? So I, I made like a eight by 10 copy of each child and interviewed them and they t- dictated me, oh. me. And that was like a gift to their parents. Oh. Dreams and wishes. Dreams and wishes. Mm-hmm. I love that. I just, yeah, what a brilliant activity. And what were, do you remember what some of their dreams and wishes and what they actually said? Some of them wished for a baby brother, baby sister. Uh, I was getting a kick out of that. Some of them wished for that they could be little forever or that they could have, um, go to Disney World. If they could have a birthday every day. <laughs> I love, I love the mind of a child. Mm-hmm. And I, I, again, I, you go back to the wind. I, this, I love this picture too, because it just, it's just that Acc- feeling of accidental. That was a garbage bag to collect garbage. <laughs> that was all accidental happening. It's like, oh my, 
Yeah. Very cool. It was just uh, the wind in her hair and just that you could feel it. Catching, catching the wind. Catching the, the wind with the trash bag. So And the giggles. Yeah. And you could see the bales of straw in the background, how this is at the end of the year and they're, they're still hanging in there. Look, and they're, they're almost, <laughs> almost done. They're hanging in there. <laughs> and I just, I love this little homemade sign. It's a box. And oh, it's a box. Okay. So it's a cardboard box. And then they wanted it to be a bunny house because prior to this, we were in the outdoor classroom and we saw all these bunny droppings. Oh, right. Like, oh, my gosh. You know what that means? And they had their magnifying glass. So there is a bunny out here. Oh. There's a bunny that's living out here in the outdoor classroom. This is like their joy. So they wanted to make a house for it. So we brought out a cardboard box, and it's the bunny house. That's so awesome. So he would feel safe. Feel safe. And welcome. Another outdoor uh, friend. That's right. <laughs> and I love this, too. Is So indoors, we did this whole thing with the very hungry caterpillar, you mm-hmm. know, spring. And then we had the painted lady caterpillars, and we nurtured them, and then they transitioned. and and to butterflies, and then we brought them outside to our outdoor classroom and released them, Mm. and it was a beautiful, beautiful activity, and then, so this was in May of this, this year, and then on May 21st, we planted sunflower seeds, and we let them grow in our classroom until they're about three or four inches high, and then the last, the day before school was out, we planted them in the outdoor classroom. Here they are. There they are. And that was the last, second to the last day of school. And then during the summer, because we had a drought, I was out there watering and nurturing them. And yeah. by the time, and I'd send them pictures like twice oh, a week. Oh, you did? Oh, oh yeah. We had, um, I have a group group page where I sent many pictures of their growth so they could see them. And a lot of the kids would come with their parents over the during summer. the summer. Yeah. And, that's... and they would see them. Such a big deal. And I measured them for them. And by the time they came to school, it was like this incredible sunflower garden. Yeah. So you could see they just grew so fast. And I was so careful. We did have to put a little fence around it because that bunny was out there. We didn't want him to. Oh, have a- right. Oh, that, well, that's right. I didn't even notice that before. Yeah, we did have a, fen- a little oh, that's fence. That's a good tip. That's yes. A great tip. And it was really good because when they got so big and heavy, uh, it helped them. Plus that fence in the background there, I was right. eye them because they got so big and heavy. Ooh. They're sunflowers. That's my right. dog. That's Benji Bolger. <laughs> Looking at the sunflowers, checking like, okay. them out. <laughs> so this is a pretty high fence, it looks like. Yes, it's at that- least six feet high. Oh wow. So they got to be twelve to fifteen feet tall. They're the mammoth sunflowers. That, yeah. And then school. So this was our like our fourth day of school. And we just came out here and brought the easel and were inspired to it's like a lesson in I usually my painting is whatever's on their mind. Yeah. And this is kindergarten. They're in kindergarten now, but we wanted to capture their painting on cardboard covered with burlap. Mm. Oh, that's so interesting. Were, what an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. So and that was, they, each child did that. 
outside and we still have water. <laughs> we still it. have water out there. So they're watering them. And they're oh. drying out. And then we talked about purpose and how this is going to they're going to be serving as a grocery store for the birds. The birds oh. are going to love that. And we do yeah. not have to pick them. We will probably take tweezers because last year we did. We took tweezers with a big mm-hmm. sunflower head and we will manipulate one of the heads like that. There you are. There I am. (laughs) And now, as you can see, the chalkboard is now becoming, we don't have three in a row. We have two in a row and I have one in the mud kitchen. So now they're writing. Yeah. So she wanted to know how to write hot dog because that's what she was making. (laughs) (laughs) It's so wonderful. And I love how they're all wearing sunflowers with, with sunshine for. I gave them all sunglasses. That was the first day of school. And I said, wait, they are, they're my sunshine, <laughs> sunshine students. Then <laughs> this is your, our final picture. Oh, so I incorporated more nature, the sorghum plants, and I did purchase a table this year. Yeah. This summer. So they're using the table. So I still need to bring out more of the loose parts once they get the wood chips in the back because it's kind of muddy. Yeah. I have a huge sandbox now back there we, before we had a pile of sand and I'd cover it with pallets and stuff and plastic but now it has a cover and I have a mailbox out there now so we have a I have a dresser out there now so I have we're not toting all the things out there all the time right so I keep the markers and keep the crayons and keep the paper out there I won't keep scissors out there but we do bring scissors out there mm-hmm. just because it is a community property. Yeah. I try to keep people out, but I just don't want, you know, things like that out in the yard and the grass for the mowers. And so I get a lot of questions about that because it is a community property. Is do you have any trouble with that? No, I the other child the other teachers have told the kids that this is my classroom. Mm-hmm. That they aren't really allowed out there. But there are people that come from out of town that I noticed have been out there. Mm-hmm. And on the, uh, the neighborhood, the na- it's like the neighborhood watch, though. They tell the, <laughs> you know, this is a classroom. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> so the people, people do come out of their houses and say, you know, you shouldn't really be out here. Oh, good for them. Yes. So yeah. I have been out there once. I've, you know, since I live a block from school, I walk by there all the time with my dog. Yeah. yeah. And I did notice once that there were things all over from the totes, my books and things. So yeah. that only happened one time. So that was good. That's good. That's good. I, yeah, I think it's not a reason not to do it, but I know that there are some schools that I've worked with that worry about just that. Like, right, right. What if? But I think right. it, like inner city, I do check for things I to make sure there isn't any like broken glass or anything sharp or dangerous. But no, it's been it's been fabulous. That's it's great. like it's like a gift that's something I've been wanting to do and a dream come true. That's so great. And you seem to love it. I do. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Love, love, love. Those lucky children. Is there anything else you'd like to share with our community? Tips and tricks? A back to school? Anything that it's, you can it's think a, of? It's, it's work, but it's a labor of love. And if you decide to do it, just start small. Like in the beginning, it was started, so, you know, just basic. You just need basic things. The kids yeah. kind of take over. Take over and... They start bringing things. I did buy um, a toboggan Oh, at a garage sale. So this winter, they're going to be giving each other rides all over the place. Oh, what a good idea. 
And and I do have two wagons. I don't know if I even sent those pictures to you, but they, they're transporting each other and things all yeah. over the place out there. Yeah. So just start small and, you know, like Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, I, I believe that too. I do. When I asked the parents, when I asked them during parent-teacher conferences at the end of last year, I said, so tell me, what does your child talk about school? You know, and, and they said, it's your outdoor classroom. Oh. It's your outdoor classroom. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank mm. you for doing this. And the children, because I think they hear this from their parents too, because they, they really, maybe they take it for granted. I don't know, but they thank me for it every day. The children do. I think they hear it from their families. Like, what do you know how lucky you are that you get to do this? Huh? Yeah. So they're very. But they're also out there and they're, they're able to play. I mean, they're just giving the freedom of that play that they desperately need. They do. And, and you know, the, the second graders, I had them for two years and the pandemic hit during kindergarten. And then last year when I did the outdoor classroom for the first time, they were first graders. Yeah. They weren't able, we were in pods. We couldn't go with the, to, to each other. Yeah. But now, now they're, they're in second grade and they have recess at the time we're out there. Yeah. They're like, oh, why didn't you do this for <laughs> us? And they said, <laughs> one little girl was running around. I miss my childhood. <laughs> I miss my childhood so much. So I said, go get your friends. Go get everybody that was in our class. And I took a picture of them in front of of the sunflowers. And I sent it because I still had that group page. Yeah. And I sent it to their parents. And they're like, oh, they're together again. You know, that's great. Such memories that you're capturing. Now, do other, I wasn't meaning to ask this, but do any of the other classes go outside? In your school, or is, are you the main? I'm the only one that has embraced this. Mm-hmm. There were They had opportunities to do so, but I don't know why, but I've been following nature-based learning, and I when I saw your welcome video of several years ago, that was like the inspiration, like, oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know how many times when I felt like I, I just want to do this and I would just, it, I would watch it, you know, watch your video. I don't know. I probably watched it 300 times really? and I've shared it and I've shared it with my parents. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing is because of this person that is such wow. an inspiration. Make me cry. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm so focused on this and your work and the work of so many others that embrace nature that I don't know the others haven't been trained or haven't yeah followed that path yeah I'm the only one that has really followed that path so it's beautiful then what you're offering those children and so interesting and then to see older children that they look back and so hopefully we'll get more educators in all this you know every grade out there but what you're doing is so incredibly wonderful and I love I love how it just, it, it will never be finished. That's the beauty of it. It will just constantly be evolving. And yes, um, this is just the beginning. I know we're just getting warmed up. <laughs> I, I need to find the fountain of youth though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've got it already. You've already found it. <laughs> the, children. the children are the fountain of youth. Right. Well, I can't thank you enough for your time and your just sharing your story and because I think that the more stories that we can share of how people are 
taking this information and, and adapting it to their outdoor spaces in their schools or their backyards or wherever they are and seeing how the kids are responding to it. Thank you. Um, it's Thank a gift. You. It's really a gift that you're offering. And now that we're kind of open a little bit, um, last year was hard. I have done I have done public speaking on nature-based learning through CISA Great. and DPI, but and people were scheduled to come and see me last. They couldn't last year, but this year there are people starting to come and have made reservations to come and see us. Oh, good. Good, good, good. And I am a mentor to a couple of gals at another school district that want to do this. So people like you, thank you so much. Yes. Well, spread, spread all the resources that, you know, outdoor class, outdoor classrooms we have. So we are one big community. It's awesome. It's awesome. Thank you again for your time. And so much, Victoria. Good luck this year. We'll be in touch. You bet. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us here at the Outdoor Classrooms podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with anybody who you think would enjoy it and follow us on Instagram. We'd love to continue the conversation. If you want to continue the conversation even deeper, please join us in the Circle community. The purpose of the Circle is to support, guide, and push you as you continually grow and sustain your outdoor classroom by providing the tools to help you set the right goals, then actually follow through in achieving those goals with the support of our amazing community. Each month, 24-7, you get guidance and support from myself. You get to begin your journey with our new member roadmap. You get access to our outdoor teaching bootcamp. You get to interact and learn from guest experts who are on our podcast. They come into our membership and join us to continue the conversations. You get to connect and collaborate during two live sessions a month. You get access to all our online workshops and masterclasses. You get get to dig deeper with our membership missions each month and you get to become an ambassador of joy for children. I hope you can join us at Outdoor Classroom. I will share the link in the show notes and we'll see you later. Come join us.